get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's up, Kevin? How are you? I'm good. How are you guys doing? What's going on? What's we're, the good word out there? We're, we're doing great. We we appreciate you coming on. Uh, I think the first question I have to ask you is uh, your your best time in hockey. Was it spent with my co-host, Jamie Rivers? <laughs> it, it was It was some of the best time because we were young. <laughs> we'd, like, we, we'd like to think that we're young now, but, you know, we can't, we can't have those plays where we're killing penalties and I think I make a save and he's the one that blocked it and looks back at me and starts laughing. Like we'd love to be able to replicate that. You know what I mean? Makes sense. We'd love to be able to replicate that right now, but I don't know. We we believe we can, but our minds do. I don't know if our bodies could though. Poor Weeksy, who is my goaltender when we were at the Islanders together. Weeksy saw more rubber than roadkill on Route 66. (laughs) Unbelievable. Poor guy. He he was dehydrated one night, Anthony. I think he faced 77 shots that night. (laughs) Nobody felt bad for him. (laughs) Hey, Weeksy, you're coming off a busy week in Nashville, draft week. I mean, first of all, what a great spot to have the draft, but second of all, as you leave there and if we the St. Louis Blues in this particular case, you know, what stood out to you with Army's strategy uh, surrounding the draft and were you surprised that he ended up making all three picks in the first round? Yeah, listen, the one thing about the Blues and, and Army, Army's a, he's patient, but he's also, he's on his toes. He's, on, he's forward leaning. And that's why I wasn't sure coming into the draft. And I said this live on the year on ESPN. And I said this prior to the draft on Twitter. I, I'm curious to see what the Blues do because they certainly were in that. To your point, I wasn't sure because they have an opportunity to retool quicker than people probably believe. I wasn't sure if they were going to end up making all those selections or uh, trade one of them, make two selections. I just weren't. I wasn't sure what they were going to do. But in the end, uh, I think that they did a good job with the selections that they that they had. And I'm curious to see now what offseason looks like. And I'll say why. Barbashev, who I think was excellent as a blue in his role, and he's only gotten better and better. I think he's a really good piece. Obviously, he went to, he went to Vegas for one of those set first-round picks that the Blues just had. Played exceptionally well in Vegas. You know, he earned the right to have a, a really good contract. And had he gotten to the market, he would have gotten more. But point is, he's off the board, so he's not coming back to St. Louis. So I'm curious to see what offseason looks like. If Ryan O'Reilly, the factor, does he come back there? I'm just curious to see what type of moves the Blues make here in the next little while, starting tomorrow. Kevin, speaking of that, we, we see this Blues team this offseason. Knowing what they did last year, they they do not make the playoffs. They start to trade off assets, and then they head in this offseason. It doesn't feel to us, though, that this is a rebuild as much as a retool. When you look at this Blues team, do you think that even right now, if they don't make another move, they, they're a playoff contender? Contender, yes, but I would like to see them kind of fortify the group 
and make a few more moves. Um, my my big thing is when you look at when you look at the league, you're either getting better or you're getting worse, right? And sometimes you could have a really good squad, you have an off season or a down year, kind of underperform a little bit. That's happened too. But you you all know, and all the listeners out there know, just that division. It's so unforgiving. It's a wood chipper that central, and you have to know that obviously the Blackhawks will be better this year for obvious reasons. Um, so I think all that being said. The Avalanche are going to be healthier this year for obvious reasons, save for their captain, Gabriel, Gabriel Landeskog. And they just finished making a bunch of moves. So uh, for those reasons, I'd like to see them make some really good moves. And Doug Armstrong's the man to do it. He's certainly capable. He's done an outstanding job with that program. But uh, I would expect them. I'm expecting them to be fairly active here. Weeksy, uh, Army was active prior to the draft. Uh, wow. A lot of rumors swirling around. And what ended up being just one trade was acquiring Kevin Hayes for, I believe it was a sixth-round pick. Correct. Uh, what do you think of the trade? Because, you know, Kevin Hayes, uh, he had a great yeah. season uh, going into free agency, locked up by the Flyers. Obviously, him and Torts didn't see eye-to-eye. Eye, but what do you think of the deal? You know what, Riz, when I broke that deal, I thought that that was a really good value for the Blues. I watched Hazy a lot up close at Madison Square Garden his first several years in the league. I mean a lot. I've probably seen him play live about 40 times, right? And the thing for me with him is he's a pass-first, pass-second guy. He's a distributor. But for the Blues to be able to get him for that price and Philly still retain salary, that's a real good look for the Blues to me. And, you know, there's obviously Chief played in Philly for a long time. He's got a lot of connections in Philly. I'm sure he had a lot of, conne- a lot of conversations with his people and him and Doug and Army. And, and ultimately, I think it's a really good fit for them. Now, my thing with, with Hazy is Hazy's at his best when he's attacking and making plays. Of course, I played for Torts, so I know Torts really well. Obviously, he... He was hard in terms of what his expectations were on Hazy, and I don't think that there, I don't think the expectations will be any softer under Chief. But I do think it's a, a new opportunity for him on a good team where, where he's in an environment where a team won a Stanley Cup, you know, a few years back, but not that long ago, and you still have those pieces that are there in a, in a Stanley Cup winning culture. So. I think it's going to be a good fit. I ultimately think he's going to pay dividends for the Blues. And it was a really, relatively speaking, an inexpensive price for that acquisition, too. I agree. Uh, part B for this one, week, see, is the Tory Krug, yep. I guess we'll call it the branch on this one here. A lot of rumors. You you were right in the middle of it down there in Nashville with everything, everything around you. And I know you're as dialed in as anybody is. So I just got to behind the scenes or what were you hearing about the Krug part of the deal, and did he actually wa- not waive his no-trade clause? How did that all go down? Well, here's a, and you'd understand this too, You know, we never had the benefit of playing in one place for a long time, you and I, as players during our playing career. You certainly have had that in your broadcasting career, um, as have I, but what's tough is for players, you want to try to get as much certainty con- to control as many as many controllables as possible, right? And for a guy like Tory Krug, who I've, knew, I've known since he's come into the league in Boston, he's a family guy. He's very tight with his family. He's very close, uh, close-knit family, loves routine. Remember, he didn't really necessarily want to leave Boston. That was more of a salary thing. But he knew that St. Louis is a great sports city. They have a really good program. 
They have amazing fans. So in some ways, there were some parallels between St. Louis and Boston, quite frankly. And then you get there, you get settled. They've got the young kids, him and his wife. And I think they recently had another one and or they're expecting one. So he didn't want to waive the no trade clause because he clearly wants to be there as well. So that's my understanding. Uh, you know, I've heard some different versions of it, but that was my understanding is, you know, their, their family decisions and the fact that he wants to be there and be a part of it. So that's one of the things about that too, is a lot of times you hear people say, Oh, they don't want to be here. <laughs> then you're like, okay, they want to be here. Like they want to be a part of it. So uh, you can't really fault a player that's earned the right to have, you know, no trade, some type of no trade protection. And then quite frankly, not necessarily wanting to waive it to be there. Like you can't say the player doesn't want to be there. So there's something to be said for that. Yeah, I agree. And we've talked about that here, right? As it all was shaken out, I said, look, he earned the no trade clause and the team gave it yeah. to him. So you know yeah. what? He had the opportunity to use it. But I want to get your perspective on this week, because obviously I had my own opinion from a player's standpoint about, yeah. you know, the biggest question is, how does Tory Krug, if nothing else happened, how does that work when he gets back into the locker room come training camp? So you're uh, look, at you yeah. moved around, I moved around. Uh, yeah. if, if we ever did get a no-trade clause and we ever exercised mm-hmm. it, um, yeah. I, I don't know how I would react ultimately, but in your opinion, how do you think yeah. this works moving forward? I think the fact that he's a veteran guy and not a younger guy, and the fact that you know he's a husband and a father and stuff, as, as you and I are, so so he has there's real life considerations, and I think he's able to he was able to make a mature decision. But that group there, even though they've gotten younger, there's still a, there's still a lot of professionalism in that group, and yeah, you know, I'm sure to a person there isn't anybody that would disagree with the fact that the Blues are a better team with with number 47 out there. You know, and he's a great guy too. He's a guy that people like, and his teammates really like and respect as well. So, uh, I, I think the tough part is being a player, not even in the room as much ribs, maybe especially for him at his age, but just the fact that they were trying to trade you. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. That's the thing for me. It's like, guys, come on, man! I just got here. I love playing in St. Louis. I, you know, I, I love playing in front of the fans. My family loves it here. I think that's one of the things that's maybe, I know you guys speak about it there locally, but what's really impressed me with, with St. Louis is once players and, and, you know, staff and people work there, they don't want to leave. So maybe you guys should blame yourself for being too sweet (laughs) of an environment. (laughs) Maybe maybe you should blame, blame yourself for being too sweet of an environment there. And I've talked to Mike Claiborne about that, uh, your local TV legend there in St. Louis. Claims and I have, he's told me about that for years. Like, once guys get to St. Louis and they get in and they get settled, they love being there. So to me, it's, I don't even want to call that a problem. I think that's actually a really good selling point about players that want to go there. But for, for, for Kruge, maybe, you know, you're a little rattled because they wanted to move you. But at the same time, I think all's well that ends well. Yeah, I agree. And it is great here. We, so we got 50-some alumni that are still in town here. We're not leaving anytime soon, buddy. <laughs> hey, hey, you know what? You and I talked about that either during during All-Star or Stanley Cup Final in St. Louis, either or. You and I spoke about that. And you're, you're one of the men. And listen, the big part is now we see so many of these kids that, you know, are St. Louisans, right, or that lived in St. Louis for a part of their, their youth hockey stuff and so many of you alumni are involved in teaching these kids the game, young girls and boys the game, helping them refine their skills. 
you guys are able to provide some infrastructure that's similar. I don't mean in terms of the scale or the scope of the youth hockey in terms of the teams, but from, from in terms of coaching and mentoring, you guys provide some of the best that's out there right now. And that's a big part of why St. Louis has become a hotbed. And we're seeing the likes of Clayton Keller and all the other St. Louis born kids and the Kachuk boys and everybody else that are just shredding up the national hockey league in large part. Oh, Weeksy, you still there? I'm here. Yep. I got you. Sorry. We lost you there for a second. No problem. No problem. No. Well, I appreciate the kind words and listen, my man, we haven't had a chance to talk in person, but you're a father, a new father, a relatively (laughs) new father. Congratulations, buddy. Yeah, thank you. New, not young, but new. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to go not there, but young. now that you have, I'll, you. I'll, I'll back you on that. Yeah, hey, listen, man. I, we, right before you guys called, I was literally in the Walgreens here, just across the Hudson River from New York. I literally was in the Walgreens getting Pampers, Swaddlers 3, and Formula and stuff. So <laughs> it's been there. Glamorous. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so it's, it's real. It's real. No, he's awesome, man. He's been really sweet. He's got a sweet kind of demeanor, and uh, his personality starting to show and stuff. So we're very, very, very grateful, very blessed. That's awesome, brother. Well, look, have a great Thank holiday. You. Thanks for coming on, man. I love having Anytime. you on. And Anytime, take care of yourself. Brother. Thank you. All right. Thanks so much. Thanks, Kevin. Happy holidays to everybody out there. Happy July 4th to everyone out there in St. Louis. Same to you, Kevin. Great stuff. Appreciate it. Thank you. Kevin Weeks here on 101 ESPN.